Welcome to the Ankler Podcast. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Ankler here in New York City on the morning of Friday, April 14th. Joining me from L.A. are uh, Richard Rushfield and Elaine Lowe, as always. And we have a culture editor at The Bulwark and contributing columnist to The Washington Post. And, of course, host of The Bulwark Goes to Hollywood podcast, Mr. Sonny Bunch, live from his COVID bunker in Dallas, Texas. We'll get to that in a moment. But, uh, Sonny, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me on. Uh, but before that, of course, you can follow The Ankler on all social platforms at The Ankler and sign up to get all Ankler uh, newsletters and podcasts at theankler.com. Richard, that's, of course, the Webby Award nominated, Ankler.com. As you always yes. say, vote early and vote often. Isn't that your your phrase often in the, the Ankler hallway here? As many identities as uh, you can create, you can can vote. All your all your web aliases, it's time for them to stand up and be counted. Exactly. So, uh, you can go to uh, vote.webbyawards.com. We're in the websites category, in the uh, email newsletters subcategory, or the link is also uh, in the Friday edition, today's edition of The Wake Up as well, which you can find at theankler.com. So, uh, Sonny, Bob Iger's Disney World improvements apparently include uh, free COVID. Uh, how you doing? What's going on, man? I'm good. Uh, I was just in uh, Disney World with my family and uh, picked up a picked up a case of the COVID on the way coming home. I would assume, uh, we were discussing before the show, I assume it happened in the Haunted Mansion. You know that there's a, there's a, <laughs> if you've ridden the Haunted Mansion, at Disney World or I guess Disneyland, there's a there's a room that is uh, windowless and can cl- closed oh boy. and oh boy, you get, you get the, about the you get about seventy room. people in there. The stretching room, right? That that goes down yes. to the to the actual ride. It's basically a big elevator. It takes you down to the big to the ride. Uh, but I would assume that's where I picked it up, or possibly any of the other five thousand <laughs> enclosed rooms I was in uh, uh, during this trip. Uh, but no, it's it's fine. I, I'm on the pack slow, but I feel much better. I'm Good. recording from my bedroom where I've lived for the last three days, much to the chagrin of my horribly suffering wife. There so uh, we're, we're, we're doing well. Gold star. But how was Disney? What was your, how was uh, Iger's Disney world? Did you see anything different uh, since your last experience? Just a little bit of on the ground reporting here, Sonny, uh, anything uh, to note? No, you know, it's funny. I went last year. I went last year for the first time with my family. Uh, and it feels, it feels pretty similar uh, to, to that. Um, the one Did you the, use the, the genie. We yeah, use Gen- we use we use Genie. We use the Lightning Lanes. We 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 spent all of the money on all of the things. Uh, so it, it was but it, definitely. But it's, it's cheap though, so it's, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Family about that. family family friendly Sunday. I don't know about it. Was no? it's definitely look? It's definitely family friendly uh, in the sense that like I have been to many amusement parks and none of them work as well for families as Disney World does. I mean, it's just really it's they they really do a good job of it and. Uh, the, the biggest, I mean, the biggest change between this year and last year was the Tron ride is open. Now I went on the Tron ride. I was, it was, I went on like the second day of Tron rides. Uh, it was, it was open. Um, and it is, a uh, it's wild folks. I, I don't, uh, I'm not going to sit here and shill for Disney world. There are other people who will do that for you. Um, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's a, it's, it's a pretty impressive, uh, piece of, uh, imagineering. Jeff Bridges, uh, there along with you in the whole. No, no Jeff Bridges, but the Daft uh, Punk soundtrack is playing kind of in the background from uh, Tron Legacy, which is uh, like gets a lot of gets the juices flowing for me because that is a it's a as the kids say, it's a banger of a sound. <laughs> the soundtrack's a banger um, and I, I cannot get enough of it. 
Awesome. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time before the end there. So uh, memories to memories for a lifetime there, there, Sonny. So uh, across the country on the on the lot in Burbank, uh, Richard, uh, since Elaine's true journalist standards prevented her from taking a gift bag uh, from Warner Brothers Discovery, please tell <laughs> I us. I walked by the table. Nobody gave me a gift bag. <laughs> what was in the gift bag of the Max presentation, Richard? I need to know. Uh, well, first of all, it was, uh, it was a very handsome, uh, backpack with the Max logo on it. This is, uh, this was, this was at the, on the Warner Brothers set for the, through a big event for the unveiling of Max and, uh, the gift bag is included, it included a, uh, a, a shockingly comfortable Max blanket, oh. uh, suitable for watching. It's, it's, they, they, they give these blankets and they're usually, I usually find them very scratchy. And uh, and 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 end up uh, throwing them away. But uh, uh, the 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 kids have been fighting over the Max blanket already. On the, on the uh, well, that they're all about the kids now, Richard. So that's very good. That's very good news for Warner Brothers <laughs> exactly. Discovery. That's good. Um, so overall, of course, Max being the the new name, which we all kind of knew the name for the for HBO Max, and a bit of a, a full circle moment for me personally this week as uh, HBO has finally rebranded to Cinemax, uh, which is which is a great <laughs> moment for me as someone who worked many years on building the Cinemax brand and what was. Uh, we called it Max Original Programming, and Max was actually the most prominent logo on Cinemax for many years uh, when I worked uh, with the team there. So certainly ironic that they chose with uh, they chose Max as the name because HBO was two adults. So you know we'll leave that there. Um, but listeners, this is not uh, me down memory lane here. Uh, but Richard, uh, I'm going to bring. Uh, one of our Slack conversations to life, which may or be a good idea or a horrible idea, but let's give it a shot. So uh, give us your main take, your takeaways from the presentation here. Elaine and I, of course, did the podcast, so we haven't, I haven't, we haven't talked about this uh, yet outside of Slack. So the floor is yours, Richard. Yeah. So the, the switch from HBO to Max is what it is. The, the uh, critics class, uh, no offense, Sonny, but the, the critics class uh, on on Twitter has lost their mind about the, about the, 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 the insult to the sacred HBO brand, which, you know, a brand I regard very highly. So I, I don't uh, begrudge them that, but it, it does survive as a uh, unit within, uh, within, with under the max umbrella. And uh, it just is not the name of the, the, uh, the full, um, of the full experience anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it, I, I've always written, this was a, a, a devil's conundrum because uh, as much as it may surprise uh, the, the critical establishment succession is not actually the most popular form of entertainment in, in the world. And there's a, there's, there's a ceiling that there, it, it has an incredibly loyal and incredibly uh, uh, educated fan base, but there's a ceiling to how far, uh, you can take it. So what did I, 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 I kind of wish they had gone, they, they had taken a totally different name and just called it, you know, French toast channel or something. And uh, instead of reviving it, I, but in the end, I think what will be remembered from this historic week, um, you know, rule number one, Ankler's rule number one in Hollywood is this is a business of hits. And if you have hits, you will likely win. If you don't have hits, you will likely lose. Um, and the the thing that will go down in history from this week is they announced that they are reviving Harry Potter. They're doing they're they're doing a ten season ten year Harry Potter series, and 
Um, if you were starting a channel right now, if you were starting a, a streaming service, when you think of all the characters and brands and stories in all of entertainment, if you had to pick one as your draft pick for your team, I, I you know, about Star Wars and Marvel and uh, and the 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 DC and, and the uh, Universal Monster Universe and Jumanji and everything else you could name. Uh, Harry Potter would be the one I would I would pick by a, uh, by a mile. And it it has a it it ha- if so if they get this right and if if this series has has anything like the uh, the following that Harry Potter does, then that you know. We we talk about Disney Plus in glowing terms today because it because because it uh, it launched with a series called Mandalorian and Mandalorian took did well because they had a little baby Yoda puppet on it and but for that baby Yoda puppet the kingdom would be lost all of uh there without baby Yoda there'd be no Mandalorian without Mandalorian there'd be no Disney Plus without Disney Plus uh, the entire Disney uh, company would be you know, we'd be we'd be selling it for scraps, and Sonny would have gone would have would have would have would have would have been able to take one of those rides home with him uh, after his his vacation there. Um, so, I you know, the, Harry Potter is, is is in terms of film franchises. Sonny, do you know it's I think it's number one or two? Number two, uh, Harry Potter is. I mean, it depends on how you, well, it depends on how you want to categorize franchises here, Richard, uh, because it certainly has not grossed more than the MCU, or um, it's probably behind Fast and Furious as well. But uh, but the uh, you know I I I tend to agree with you in the sense that um, Harry Potter remains remarkably popular with people, right? Like the Harry Hogwarts Legacy uh, is one of the best selling video games of the last uh you know four or five years huge seller did did enormous numbers um if you look uh at the book charts on on amazon at any given week some number of the harry potter books will be in the top 50 still i mean just like does it does huge business uh both in paperback form and on the kindle where it's available for free i mean like you can you can download it on the kindle now and the last time i ch- I, I checked this like I don't know, a month or two ago, just because I was kind of curious. And when I checked the Kindle free charts, uh, all seven of the Harry Potter books were in the top 15 free wow. Kindle. So it's a, it's an enormously popular and this is, franchise. Yeah, this is 20, 25 years after publication. 20, it's, it's, been a, it's been a long, long time. It, the, the trick here is, will Warner Brothers Discovery uh, honchos be able to um, ignore a lot of the uh caterwauling that's going to come with this announcement because look this is the thing uh, uh, this is a thing that is uh, very important in twitter circles and 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 other spaces uh people are very mad at jk rowling for you know the her comments on on trans folks this does not translate to the general public as best as i can tell in terms of sales or anything like that it just doesn't so if they can if they can ignore if they can ignore some bad op-eds and just make stuff that appeals to uh, your average consumer. I think I think they're probably going to be fine. And Casey Bloys was asked about that at the press conference. He was asked. Uh, uh, reporters stood up and asked, how, how, "How dare you be in business with J.K. Rowling?" And he responded, um, "This is a conversation." He said basically, "This is a conversation a few people on Twitter are having 
meanwhile, Harry Potter is a story about love and friendship and, and human growth that is beloved by, by hundreds of millions of parents worldwide. And, um, and that's, that's what we're going to focus on, which I think is a pretty, uh, pretty fair answer. Yeah. So, so Elaine, you had a, a different take, uh, I believe. So the floor is now yours. Of a different take. I mean, sure, it's smart, right? Out of all the franchises and IP that Warner Brothers and Discovery now collectively own. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense to roll out Harry Potter over. And they were very sure to emphasize this over the next decade. We are going to see the multi-season live action TV series. So that's going to permeate another through another generation, right? I just wonder what the level of awareness is for kids out there. And I say this as someone with two kids under 10, um, the level of awareness and 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 um, affinity for Harry Potter that isn't directly driven by their older millennial parents. Uh, I, I want to bring in I, I uh, uh, we have a special guest here. Uh, I have I have an actual uh nine-year-old in the studio here today. Uh, Richard stack the deck uh, Katrina, how, how how much in your school do uh do do people uh know about Harry Potter the answer was the answer the let, let the record state the answer was everyone and uh and 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 are there do people like Harry Potter yeah all right uh proud <laughs> Slytherin Katrina Rushfield uh uh can, speaks speaks to this question I will- I, I, hey, listen, I, I will just say this as a longtime Ravenclaw. Um, oh, this, boy. Are we getting, like, getting into it. houses I, now? I, oh, no. All right, Sonny, I just, go ahead. I just wonder, like, is the when you look at the diminishing returns of Fantastic Beasts, like, is that really something that even if kids are reading the books, it's going to translate to something on? So what about Harry Potter did Fantastic Beasts, Beasts lack? I mean, what, what, what from Harry Potter was, was missing in Harry, in, Ron, and Hermione? Harry, Harry, so it was a Harry Potter product without Harry Potter, which is is a crucial part of the Harry Potter universe. Uh, Harry Potter himself. Um, so I I, 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 I don't know that Fantastic Beast was really a test of that. It, it's uh, um, fair, you know, the fair. the uh, the lost the lost child show that is like fifteen hours long on Broadway over cursed child. You know, the, yeah, the, is uh, the Warner Brothers opened up in Japan the the Harry Potter Studio Experience uh, last week. They announced the opening of that, and in the first twelve hours, they sold out the first year of tickets there. So, so you know, this is this yeah. this. Uh, if you go to if you go to Universal at the at the, at the Harry at the Wizarding World there, people. The line is about an hour long to go and pay $150 to buy a little piece of plastic as, as your individual wand. Uh, it's, uh, I, I just think it's, it's, it's bottomless. The, uh, the, the draw that this, this brand has like, like, like e- even, even more than star Wars. Whoa. Them's fighting words, Richard, even more than yeah, star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that going on Twitter, but yeah. All right. Sunny. I'll just say from my perspective, you know, I've got a seven-year-old daughter who uh, they recently did a talent show in her, you know, second grade class. And uh, the the theme of their talent show was Harry Potter. Like all the kids dressed up in their various houses doing, I like, it's wild. I, I did not, I was not a Harry Potter guy. I was a little too old for, for Harry 
for Harry Potter. It just, it didn't, didn't work for me. Um, but my, my kids are like totally into it. They are, at least my daughter is my, my son is still too, a little too young. Um, totally, totally into it. She loves it. Uh, and is, and is obsessed with the books, just reads them over and over again. And we haven't even finished the series yet. We're, we're, we're reading the fourth one with her right now. She's going back and reading the first three, like <laughs> waiting for us to finish up and get done with this fourth one. So right. we can, so and, we can... And, and there's a reason it's so powerful because uh, having now you know, had two children that gone through the children's book world, it's, it's probably the best children's book series, uh, written in history. I, 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 having read them all, I, I, I actually believe that. Uh, so that's a powerful thing to have, uh, have under your belt. Yeah. Well, we shall see. There is zero talent in, uh, attached to it. So, uh, no writer, no showrunner, no actor. So it's going to be a little while before, uh, <laughs> you see this on HBO Max. Sorry, on Max. Elaine, we both have to, I really got to get that thing out of our heads. You got a re-education camp on I really Max. Do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I work for Cinemax. Uh, so um, if, if I, I just put it in out there, uh, if, if, if anyone's thinking about um, uh, sort of uh, black carded people who could play for Professor Snape, uh, the next 10 years, my schedule is, uh, is, is fairly open. So I, and Richard, you alluded to this at the top of that conversation about, you know, the the lack of HBO, which uh, did have a bit of a, a stir for conversation on Twitter. And Sonny, you had thoughts on this, um, the name, anything you want to put out there in terms of the the question, the decision to drop, drop the HBO, as Elaine said, it's cleaner in her piece. <laughs> no, it's just it's it, I mean. I think it. I think. I think it makes total sense from a business uh, standpoint. As the entertainment strategy guy noted in uh, his recent newsletter, look, this pe- people don't watch Succession. They they watch Doctor Pimple Popper, right? That's the that's. There's a reason that Doctor Pimple Popper was the ad in the Super Bowl and not, or the ad before the the NBA playoff games and not not uh, Succession, right? I I get it. Um, I do think it is dispiriting, just as a okay. general okay. S- statement of the the state of the world that hbo is like hbo means excellence and people don't want excellence so we're getting rid of the hbo got it, got it. We're, we're 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 getting rid um my big my big problem with this rebranding is that i don't understand how any of it is going to work and i'm paid to understand how this stuff is supposed <laughs> to work like i i i subscribe to hbo max through my cable provider my understanding is that at some point in may the app will just boop, yes switch correct and then it will also have some discovery plus maybe as much as 80 percent of discovery plus content but not all discovery plus content so do i then need to cancel my discovery plus thing or is my wife going to get furious with me because we've lost seasons like 10 through 14 of uh, house hunters international like i don't i don't understand i don't understand how this is supposed to work and it 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 i have a i have a broader problem here with the strategy of trying to get everybody on the same app because my under i i the cord cutting was always pitched to me as we're gonna have greater differentiation and you'll be able to they were lying they were your, lying sonny they were lying you'll be able time. to customize all your stuff and you'll be you'll, you'll be only cheap. get the channels you want and it's going to be cheaper and it, there's a there's a model for this there's a model for this it's disney disney has disney plus hulu and espn offering a broad range of things that you can either get separately or bundle together there's no reason warner brothers couldn't have done this with 
uh, HBO Max, Discovery Plus, and like a Turner Sports Channel at some point in the future when they do, right. uh, when they renegotiate Hopefully. basketball rights, they've got NHL coming. Like you could have, you could have done that and have it be the same basic thing, offer it at the same basic price point. It would have, I think, been smarter than what they're doing here, which is just causing a lot of brand confusion and dilution. But I, I don't know. I'm not paid the big bucks to make these decisions. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just a dumb dumb. But the, but but this is the thing. Uh, in the end, we we all we all who are paid to think about these things, we obsess on the brands and the services and the price point and everything. Um, in the end, isn't it? Isn't it just uh, the the that that channel that Squid Game is on, or or where Netflix. where do I where? Yeah, I mean, is isn't that how people are are, are going to think about it? Is they they, yeah. they come and go? I'm, yeah, I'll give, give me the Game of Thrones channel service. Like that, the the shows are in fact uh, much bigger than the brand itself, and and the idea of brand loyalty outside of maybe Disney uh, is, uh, is 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 perhaps overstated. Well, here's a question: What's the total addressable market for HBO? Right? Hasn't it historically been what it caps out at thirty million households, something like that? So, presumably, if you've had this product out for what two years now, two three years, anybody who's already wanted to sign up for HBO Max for the HBO component has probably already done so. So, doesn't it then make sense to sort of look at the rest of the the total addressable market? Total. I again. I like. I don't think that this is wrong from a business standpoint. I think. I think there's there is a ceiling on it, as Sean mentioned. I think we. I think you, uh, uh, there is a certain component of the consumer universe that is intimidated by the HBO brand name, for lack of a better uh, word. Um, they. They. They don't. They. They don't want the the adult dramas there and i heard from a friend who has kids he's like you know i'm worried as a, as a parent if i if i get hbo max are they gonna have you know uh sopranos episodes on their homepage? Right. i'm like no but <laughs> you don't, but you but, don't know uh, that you don't know that that's but, legit question but, but but it's a but it's a but it's you know it's a thing people worry about yeah it's in the name it's on the tin you know once you take it off the tin it's it's amazing what, what that can do for the impression even though as you said sunny may 23rd the product is exactly the same other than it's now dark blue instead of purple and it's max instead of HBO max, like nothing else is changing for you or anybody. And you have more discovery shows coming in, which is actually a point Elaine and I, you and I both mentioned this a little bit on, um, we talked about it on, on Wednesday in the podcast, but I think Sonny, you're right. I think that discovery is actually if the same or uh, just as a confusing of the uh, important of a communication issue with consumers, than the whole than losing HBO from the name, because exactly right. Where do I find the show that I want to watch? And where? And you're going to say, oh, I need to buy something else. Where's the, th-? you know, in Richard's point, where's this thing that I, where's the, sh- the home of Pimple Popper? I don't care what you call it, you know? And when you have that. And it, it was interesting, it was interesting that they're giving Discovery users the chance to, <clears throat> to stay just Discovery. Right. And they keep that because they know yeah. that they're not going to pay, you know, it's now $5 and $7. They're not paying $16 a month to, you know, to watch their Discovery shows. Twice, you know, they don't want to watch Succession. As Elaine said, they probably would have already signed up if there was, you know, a need to do it. HBO, Elaine, you said for two years, you know, HBO has been around for 40 years. You've had a chance to sign up for HBO if you want HBO for four decades it's pretty clear, you know, and you've had two years as HBO Max. So, yes, you've probably gotten everybody inside the tent. HBO is still there inside. It's its own, It has its own. It's the only network with a dedicated tab at the top in the main menu. It does have a large presence. 
Um, so it'll still people who are fans of HBO will still they're not going to cancel because they change they drop HBO out of the name, you know. And there isn't maybe an opportunity to bring more people into the tent, but uh, into the tent. But Sonny, I do, I do I do think you're right that you're putting all these shows in, but not all the shows. And what if I want to watch this the hotel fixer upper, but not the other fixer uppers, which are not in this app? And that that's a yeah. dangerous dangerous slope to me. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I just don't get it from a, um, if, if the goal is to keep people, I I mean, look, I, I understand that there's probably all sorts of like, we got to pay royalties, whatever, like it's licensing fees. You know, this is the reason they got rid of Westworld. And (laughs) so they don't, they don't want to bring, they don't want to bring over, you know, uh, 5,000 seasons of again, House Hunters International apparently it has like 200 seasons. It's the it's wild. Uh, because I get alerts from them on from my Apple TV that's like, hey, there's a new new season, of, and uh, and whatever. Yeah. Um, but the but like I I I I I assume there's some sort of business rationale there for not bringing everything over that you're saving some some like mid yeah. seven figures amount of money by not doing that. Uh, whatever, but I'm, I'm just, I, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what is going to be on it. What isn't. And I have no idea. And if I don't have any idea, then your average customer is going to be like, what is, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely uh, an issue, but you know, as to why they're doing that, Sonny, or the theory, at least, you know, is to bring those shows over is that, you know, engagement was the word, right? Elaine, we, we talked a bit about this, but like, you know, they need to get people watching the app more and these shows that you just mentioned tend to lead to people watching you know more of and just having it on the background where right now it really sounded like most people come to hbo max to watch that one episode of white lotus or that one episode of the last of us and they don't and stick then they around out of there right it's, that's that's really the, the thinking here lane right yeah because when you have discovery the the stat that they gave out was that 75 percent of hbo max viewing was from the home screen only whereas people who use discovery plus are digging deeper and are going to the next thing and the next thing, which is why they were adding that personalization component to the new version of Max, where after you watch a show, there's that little carousel, which is really not new at all. They're just actually playing catch up on that element of the service. So people will stick around. Although, again, I wonder how much of it is after you've watched a full hour of Succession. I don't know about you guys, but when I watch a (laughs) full-on HBO drama, it's like I get very tired after. (laughs) I don't have the stamina to go and watch another five episodes of house hunters after that i don't know sunny might that's how sunny does this too for on a sunday night i think that's probably that sounds like uh <laughs> got- I, well no it's no but i mean this is so this is what elaine is discussing here is a parent problem because when this <laughs> the sunday, <laughs> these sunday night shows that come on at you know nine nine o'clock or whatever you finally got the kids to bed you don't start watching it till 9 30 or 10 this is one of the godsends of the app is you know automatic time shifting you don't have to worry sure. about any of the dvr stuff but like uh it is it is uh it, it's one of these things where you get done with the show it's like 11 o'clock it's like all right i'm i'm ready for sleep because i got to get up at 6 a.m with the children right. get them off to get them off to school yeah there you go but sonny my, I- my 11 my my 11 year old by the way this week uh when we were watching succession came out and and, and we said maybe it's okay <laughs> this is all right it's just it's just grown up talking they drop an it's, f-bomb you know, every three seconds on that show we we, we watched about 20 seconds because there's that no no time for bed no, even even i I don't have kids and even that's i know not. that richard okay come on that's that's you know uh, that, <laughs> and i've never even seen succession and i know that as well so there you go yeah um but sunny I, I will join you in in pouring one out for uh the hbo name and a cultural moment uh take whatever side you want of it but 
and look, look, here's any, you know, Hulu has the FX on Hulu hub, right? Which works works wonders there. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, I just feel like they are, they're really, I, 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 it's 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 amazing any of these oral histories you read about hbo or whatever like the amount of actual brand value that is attached to Mm. those three letters is enormous and i just feel like liquidating them because you want to capture another 15 percent of the market uh, right it's a bummer it's it's not it's not not liquidating it's It's, it, it it remains a division of max it remain it, it, it's going to have its own culture and identity still and its own i mean if if hbo were really being dismantled i would be uh, i'd be more upset than anybody i'd be i stand before no one uh by no one uh but uh but it will remain it's just not the name of the app it, yes it's just wait. Just, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I will note as a final note. Uh, so as of May 23rd, you know, HBO, the brand that really launched streaming, you got to remember this, at least in terms of had the first mass modern streaming product in 2010 was HBO Go that predates House of Cards by three years. Uh, HBO will not have its name on a streaming service for the first time in 13 years uh, in the modern streaming era. So it is a loss of the pioneer which everybody kind of doesn't you know thinks about netflix i'm like hbo really was the first person to give you that home for stream is you know part of the being an hbo subscriber but that hub to walk to go and watch uh, all your favorite hbo things at one time so pouring that out for hbo and of course hbo go which as someone who worked on that marketing campaign many many consumers still called it hbo on the go instead of hbo go so in the end <laughs> consumers will call it whatever they want hbo max may live on despite the wishes of warner brothers discovery so uh let's shift gears a little bit here richard uh you're again about the strike this week uh the update that's right the update on the wga negotiations i really have to stop using the word strike there is the strike authorization vote which will come up uh ends on on monday uh the 17th um but another quiet week. This is, uh, you know, the now the three full weeks of quote unquote negotiations. Very little has come out at all, uh, you know, which could be a sign. I, I'm going to hear how you interpret that. But, you know, there's also the notion of everybody just I, I just said it, assuming there's going to be a strike. It's like, what if there is no strike? Like, you know, what what do you uh, what? It's very odd to me in a town that le- where leaks or <laughs> things of that nature are pretty prevalent. There ain't much happening here. What, what's uh, what's going on in your mind here? So uh, either it, it is they they have been talking, which gives people uh, rightly or wrongly some some hope that maybe they can pull something out. Um, but either they're they're really talking and making progress, or they are going through the motion so they can tell people that they talked and they tried. Uh, from from what I hear, it's much more the latter that it's uh, that that they're they are. Very far apart that, and you know, I hear particularly that Netflix, uh, right, uh, rightly or wrongly, uh, you hear that Netflix is especially the hardliner on this, and maybe not quite believing they're going to strike, or if they are going to strike, it, that'll be good. It will give them some some happy disruption, uh, which which they which uh, they are known for. But um, the I, I I I had some conflict. I had some conflicted sourcing this week, where where I, I heard a heard talk that they're actually very close, and I I have dug deeper and and heard they are not close at all. That uh, 
for our part. So anything can happen. I mean, the way the way it works with negotiations is nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens, right? And then suddenly the deadline in eighteen there. hours. There's there's a flurry of movement and and uh, it gets done. But I, the 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 problem is they they are the writers and the studios are far apart, and the studios are far apart from each other. So it's it's just hard to see how everyone gets it together in the next. Uh, I think we're 16 days now. Uh, it's really about um, two weeks, honestly, you know, at this point, uh, more or less two, you know, two business weeks. So yeah. Yeah. Assuming they don't negotiate on weekends to get this done and uh, coming, coming right on the heels are uh, SAG announced uh, yesterday that they're going to start, they're going to start negotiating. And I hear rumblings that the directors might be going back to the table uh, very shortly also. So there's a, there's a chance that the studios may try to make, separate deals with the actors or the directors um, and isolate the writers to an extent. Um, the directors, at least, I think have some pretty serious concerns of their own. So uh, we will see how that goes. But um, so far, uh, from what I'm told, there is not much sign that the writers and the, and the studios are about to bridge the gap. Gotcha. Well, the uh, SAG date was May 7th that they set. Uh, the WGA's current strike date is May 1st, of course, so uh, more to come, but still, again, two weeks out. So uh, everybody can put their theories out for another week, I guess. As you said, Richard, it's always like it's like handing in a term paper. It's just down to the wire. Nobody wants to yeah. you know, get something done ahead of time, but... I guess the thing that if there is a strike and, you know, if it's is a few day strike, do anything. We're like, is this going to be like either a month or nothing? Like, you know, I don't know. Is, is there any sense of that? Or I don't know if Sunday or Lane, you have thoughts on this at all either. But that's another thing where I'm like, oh, if they go on strike for a week. Nothing that doesn't really change. You know, that doesn't hurt anybody. It's a week off of you know, whatever it might be. I don't think force majeure happens for, I believe, 30 days, but I may be wrong on that, where they can start nullifying contracts. But uh... well, it's 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 interesting on that, because um, since the last strike, a lot of a lot of the force majeure clauses in people's contracts are much longer than they have been. So, oh, okay. uh, so, so then... you know, it, a, lot, a lot of these contracts might have six, six months oh, a wow. year before okay. it can be clear. OK, clear so that so... may not even be a factor on the studio's part. So, yeah, um... less less of a factor than it was last time. Right. I'm told. Right. So more to come there uh, for sure. And uh, looking ahead, I'll be paying my taxes this weekend, uh, which Jenna's told me you California people don't have to do this year. If I, Sunday, did you know, did you know this, that they don't have to pay till October? What? Yeah. Like federal, yeah. federal taxes or just state taxes? Yeah. Lynn, is this true? Oh, I already filed. This is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> like a chump. I already filed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard? I I I hadn't heard. I was planning to put in uh, put in a late night this weekend, but I'll I'll, I'll check on that. Oh, oh, oh know, just just the Scott produ- tells us is just just our producer state. says oh, just no, the state no. taxes. Okay, that makes me feel better now. All right, good because I'm like we should we should California should be exempt from uh, national taxes. We're the we're the, oh boy. the heart of this nation. We'll save so that for another podcast, be. Richard. I don't think we're gonna get into tax policy today, but there you go. Well, Sonny's in a state with no state tax, right, Sonny? Yeah, it's great. I just pay a, a ton of local taxes. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are approaching the one-year anniversary of uh, the real danger zone that Netflix hit last year, the the Q1 implosion of 2022, or maybe we need a better name for that. Uh, their earnings are coming out on Tuesday. Uh, you know, Entertainment Strategy Guide did a really good piece this week. I highly recommend to check out at theankler.com, diving into the 
some data on their cash flow and how much a Marvel deal with Disney the, pulling the shows might have affected some things and also how much their what we call their CAC, which is terrible. The uh, cost of acquiring new subscribe new customers uh, has increased quite a bit uh, over the past two to three years versus the the 2010s, which is is causing some spending uh, questions. So, uh, sitting on the abyss here, Sunny, anything uh, in your mind on Netflix these days, or uh, you know, certainly a year ago was a big shift that kind of didn't last that long, really. Well, Lane, you've done several it's earnings calls, so I'll toss it over to you. Well, yes, I always look forward to the pre-recorded Netflix earnings call, which again, no idea how Netflix gets away with this and nobody else does and that nobody else has taken their lead and done one of these incredibly staged, boring pre-recorded calls where there's no room for actual questions. Right. Um, but I don't think there's a headline this quarter, right? I mean, it's like, what's was there anything that was really just breakaway programming? I feel like we've seen the most of the executive restructuring that we will see. I mean, what else could they possibly come out with? We're not going to see any major C-suite headlines. Right. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the what the headline's going to be on this one. All right. Well. Tuesday afternoon, stay tuned. Uh, Elaine and I will may do another edition of a, a podcast here on Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning. So uh, here at The Ankler, keep an eye out for that. Uh, and again, recommend that ESG read over at TheAnkler.com. Uh, over at movie theaters, we have uh, Russell Crowe versus Nicolas Cage. Did we go back to 2000 and nobody told me, Sonny, uh, what's going on here? I am. I love this. I love the two biggest movies. <laughs> this, of the is, year. Uh, this is this Ren- is Renfield and Renfield, uh, the Pope's Renfield versus the Pope's Exorcist for box office supremacy. Uh, Vampires versus priests. Come on, we have so much going on. I mean, the two of those movies combined are going to earn like a quarter of what Super Mario Brothers makes in its second weekend. <laughs> so, uh, right. no, I mean, it's I I like I, I I like that both of these movies are out. I like that they're kind of. Uh, you know, uh, adult-oriented horror um, if, as a as a genre. That's that's always a fun genre, um, and I I I hope for nothing nothing but the best for them. Everything's. I mean, the 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 movie that I think has been the most hurt by Super Mario Brothers is uh, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons film Honor Among mm, Thieves. I mm. feel I I like. Yeah, it's a good movie and it's a lot of fun. And I feel like it had a real chance to build up and grow an audience. Maybe it still does. We'll see. Uh, but if it had come out like two weeks earlier, I think it would have been a much, much stronger shape than it than it ended up. But yeah, and, it, and well, some of the post the exit data out of um, Mario last week was uh, 60% of the audience was 18 to 34, which is that kind of demo Sonny, you're talking about I think for that fun Dungeons and Dragons ride that may have, you know, shown up uh in a later week or something like that that yeah. may have gone to mario uh, instead so that's actually a, a really good point um, should we uh should, should we check in with elaine on her plan to well that, that was my mario? literally next time on my list here but <laughs> yes i want an update uh, on the rushfield low super mario bet i have not been to a theater since embarrassingly seeing top gun again by myself a couple of months ago <laughs> sonny's very proud of you sonny's very proud of you <laughs> so that's no on the uh super mario with the kids this weekend elaine is that not not going to be on your itinerary no not just yet what's the uh what what's what what are the odds what, what's the bet on when i'm going to actually take them to see it Richard? Uh, well, have, have your children what, what are your children's uh views on you actually uh, have very limited awareness of mario which is again one of those things where i'm just like what is like the level of awareness of the under 10 set of certain of these properties like they kind of like understand and get it but i've actually never taken i've taken them to legoland which we love which by the way i think is actually a better user experience than disneyland way wow. less stressful 
been to Disneyland, never taken them to Universal Studios yet. So we have not visited uh, the Wizarding World or, or Mario or any of those guys. Okay. All right. Uh, and Sunny, where's the Sunny Bunch family on the uh, the Super Mario list? I, I was going to take the kids this weekend, uh, but again, the the COVID. Um, <laughs> You're not going um, anywhere. Uh, yeah, I, I I may I may still be able to take them Sunday. We'll see. We'll see what uh, okay. what's going on. All right, fair enough. So we'll we'll get an update. Just I don't care. I don't update. care if my kids want to go. I'm I, like I'm forcing them. I'm I'm like you don't that's un- a real dad right there. Understand. We're going. We're going. You don't yeah. understand, kids. I got a side scrolling eight bit hankering to fill here. So you will enjoy my nostalgia. Damn it! Here we go. I can relive when I was your age. So uh, as always, I'll be covering all the action uh, in the wake up newsletter on Monday at the box office. Mario Dragons, uh, John Wick still still going strong. I'm I'm curious to see how Air does. Uh, did you see Air, Sonny? I guess well, probably not, right? I know. Once again, I've seen I've seen no, I haven't seen Air. I haven't seen Super Mario Brothers, uh, Renfield. Right. I I am like I've right. been. I first I was in the Disney cocoon, and now I'm right. in the COVID right. cocoon. So it's it's right. been a, it's okay. I'm really falling down on the job is what it comes down to. I like I've, <laughs> well, I failed we'll my, vi- <laughs> failed my one basic task of uh, watching things to to write about those things. You know, Sonny, if only you could watch them at home. No, I'm just kidding. We always <laughs> caught up on below decks now. Yeah. Exactly. At House Hunters International. Sonny's your guy. That's it. Uh, as always, everybody can, uh, of course, uh, get all of our newsletters at theankler.com and uh, follow us at The Ankler. Sonny, as always, uh, good to see you and uh, glad to see you're, you're in, uh, in better health uh, and getting better as the days go along here. And uh, we'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>